Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Patrick Riley, host of The Riley and Kimmy Show. You found our special edition of The Riley and Kimmy Show, a holiday golden age of radio tribute. On behalf of The Riley and Kimmy Show, we wish everyone a happy holiday season, a Merry Christmas to all. This old-time radio production is safe for all ages, all ears to hear. If you enjoy what you hear, please visit our website, RileyandKimmy.com. We offer a daily pop culture podcast that focuses on the world of retro, nostalgia, and trivia. Please visit our website. Also, our social media links are available there. Celebrity interviews and more. That's at RileyandKimmy.com. Now, going back in time to the thrilling days of yesteryear. Here's the Riley and Kimmy Show's Christmas gift for you. A Golden Age of Radio Tribute. Good health to all from Rexall. And now your Rexall family druggist brings you the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tentley, Robert North, Walter Sharp and his music, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. It's the day after Christmas, and the Harris family is gathered in the living room. Alice is watching the children play with their toys. William is checking over the gifts. And a puzzled Phil is examining the fireplace. I still don't understand it. Frankie and the kids said they saw him standing right here. I didn't see him, and yet I... Hey, kids! Are you sure you saw Santa Claus standing here? Of course we did, Daddy. He was standing right where you are when he ate the cookies and drank the glass of milk, Uncle Frankie, that's on the mantel. Yeah. Yeah, the cookies and milk were gone. Hey, Alice, did he ever return the glass? <laughs> oh, Phil, stop trying to figure it out. You know, honey, I've been looking at all the toys the girls got. Why don't we pack some of them up and send them to children who didn't get as much? Hey, Alice, that's a swell idea. Hey, kids. Yes, Daddy? Look. You girls got so many toys, we think you ought to take half of them and give them to other children. It'd make them very happy. Gee, Daddy, giving our toys to other kids is a wonderful idea, and it would make them very happy, except for one thing. What? We ain't gonna do it. <laughs> now, you stop talking like Uncle Frankie. We ain't gonna do it. What do you mean we ain't gonna do it? Well, gee whiz, Daddy. We don't mind giving them away. But can't we play with them a little while? We just got them. Well, that's not the right attitude. You gotta learn to share things. Now, you girls run along while we pack some of them. 
Bill, maybe we ought to wait a little while. No, we got to teach them to be generous. Toys aren't that important. Let's start packing them. A kid has to learn to share every... Alice, don't touch my electric train! <laughs> Packing them for some underprivileged father who didn't get a set for Christmas. We weren't talking about giving fathers toys away. <laughs> Just the kids. We got to teach them that the true spirit of Christmas is to share, and that it's better to give than to receive. Don't you agree, Willie? Willie. Hmm. What are you figuring up there? Well, as your business manager, I'm taking inventory of your Christmas presents. Philip, you manage very badly. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you spent $342.73 on presents outgoing, and on presents incoming, you only received gifts valued at $325.22. In short, Yuletide has left you $17.51 in the red. Well, heavens to Betsy, I'm lured. Don't stand there, Willie. File me a petition in bankruptcy. Get going. I'll help. Do oh, something. Oh, Willie, Willie, there's a limit to being a bookkeeper. But does everything always have to balance? Well, I just happen to be a firm believer in equitable exchange. Yeah, yeah. You always have to get your money's worth. When Phyllis was born, you wanted us to have her appraised before we paid the doctor bill. <laughs> I'm proud of the fact I'm a practical man. But look, Willie, what I'm trying to tell you is you can overdo it. Like the presents you gave the kids for Christmas. And what's wrong with a porcelain umbrella stand? <laughs> I think it's an excellent gift for a child. Oh, yes. No kid should be without a porcelain umbrella stand. That's a must. You and your gifts. Hey, Willie, by the way, what did you give that girl you're going with now? I mean, you know, that dame that works with you at the bookkeeping department at Rexall. I gave her a beautiful gift. A genuine green celluloid eye shade with cups to match. <laughs> oh, that lucky girl. That's as close to getting to heaven as anything I know. Yeah. He gave me a very nice gift, too. And Rexall was quite generous with me, too. They gave me a large bottle of Russian leather. That's a man's cologne, you know. I have some on now. <laughs> How do I smell, Philip? Like a leathery Russian. <laughs> it's a wonderful odor. Very masculine. Wait a minute. How come Willie got a present from Rexall and I didn't? Everybody on the show got something from Mr. Scott but me. Sorry, I went to the expense of sending him a present. I should have spent that extra money on Frankie. Well, I think you should have spent more money on Frankie. You didn't get him a very nice gift. Well, it was something he could use. Uh, what, what was it, Phyllis? Well, well, he's always admired my wavy hair. <laughs> so I sent him a bottle of my special blended wave set. <laughs> to be ashamed of yourself, Phil. Sending your best friend a $2 gift. Well, Frankie don't care about the cost. He's... Uh-oh. Coming! Frankie's grateful for anything I give him. He doesn't care how little I spend as long as I remember him. Oh, hiya, Frankie. You cheapskate! <laughs> Frankie, what's the matter with you? A $2 Christmas present. Frankie, Frankie. Shame on you. That's not the Christmas spirit. The important thing is that I gave you something. It's not the value of a gift. 
It's the thought behind it. Just as easy to have an expensive thought as a cheap one. <laughs> that wave set ain't cheap. I get it for $2 a bottle only because I buy it in bulk. <laughs> Two tank cars at a time. <laughs> Not only that, it has a wonderful odor. Did you smell the stuff? Yeah. Well, how'd you like it? If I didn't have a strong heart, the pull motor squad never would have revived it. <laughs> So fun. I'll have you know that my hair preparation is made of some of the finest ingredients that money can buy. It contains imported lanolin with an Arabian coal tar base, the purest Italian olive oil, all of which is skillfully blended into an aromatic pomade. Well, la di da! Look, Remley, if you don't like the stuff, get rid of it. Pour it down the drain. I did. All right. <laughs> now, just forget about it. I had to call a plumber to get the wave out of the pipe. <laughs> Look, Remley, forget it. My block has the only zigzag sewer in town. <laughs> I'm glad I got some decent presents from other people. I got a swell gift from my girlfriend. Nice present from Mr. Scott of Rexall. And a beautiful... Oh, you got nice presents for... Rexall? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got something from Rexall, too? Well, yeah. It sent me a magnum of Russian leather. <laughs> I tried some. You know it's wonderful stuff? Oh, you like it, huh? Much better than vodka. <laughs> Frankie, you drank it? What do you expect me to do with it? Well, some people rub it on themselves. What a sneaky way to take a drink. <laughs> Look, let's start all over again. Do you mind? What I'm trying to say is I can't understand why Rexall sent you a present. Well, why not? They realize how important I am to their program. The more important you are, the bigger the present. What'd you get, Curly? <laughs> Nothing. That figures. Phil, Phil, I just thought of something and I want... Oh, hello, Frank. Hi, Alice. Hey, honey. Hey, Frankie got a present from Rexall, too. Look, are you sure that, that they didn't send us anything? Well, look, that's what I started to say. You see, they sent the children's toys and I vaguely remember there was another box with it. I hid the girls' toys, and I must have put the other box someplace, too. Well, then don't stand there. Let's start looking for it. Alice, you look in the closets downstairs, and Frankie and I will look upstairs. <laughs> now, you see, Waldo, I got a present from Rexall, too. All right. So you got a present from them, too. Probably something they were overstocked in. All right, all right. Don't be jealous, Remley. Be nice to your fellow man. Because if you don't, when you get up to them pearly gates, there's going to be a reckoning. I hear them angels calling loud Keep in the middle of the road They're waiting there in the great big crowd Keep in the middle of the road 
I see them standing around the big white gate. We must travel along before we get too late. For it ain't no use for us to sit down and wait. Keep in the middle of the road. Then children, keep in the middle of the road. Then children, keep in the middle of the road. Don't look to the right, don't look to the left, but keep in the middle of the road. Look at that guy coming down the road. Yeah, man, he's sure in a hurry. Hi, bud, what's all the rush? Why, Paul, are you in such a hurry? I ain't got no time for to stop and talk, cause the road are rough and it's hard to walk. And I ain't returning to my abode, cause the coast is tough in the middle of the road. Why not try the sidewalk? I ain't deviating, son, cause I'm on the beam. Children, keep in the middle of the road. Then children, keep in the middle of the road. Don't look to the right, don't look to the left, but keep in the middle of the road. This world is full of simple things. Keep in the middle of the road. When the feet get tired, put on the wing. Keep in the middle of the road. Then if you lay down on the road to die, and you watch them angels in the sky, you can pull on wings and get up and fly. Keep in the middle of the road. Then children, keep in the middle of the road. Yes, children, keep in the middle of the road. Don't look to the right, don't look to the left, but keep in the middle of the road. I fix my eye on the golden stair, and I keep on going till I get there, cause my head I'm bound to crown the web, I keep in the middle of the road. Every crown to 14 carats. Man, it glitters when you wear it. Let's get going, this ain't no ride. Well, fall in line and match my stride. Children, keep in the middle of the road. Yes, children, keep in the middle of the road. Don't look to the right, don't look to the left. But keep in the middle of the middle of the middle of the road. Don't flip like a sparrow, fly straight as an arrow. And keep in the middle of the one of our toys away to somebody else. Doesn't it make you feel good? No. But Mommy and Daddy want us to do it. It won't hurt to make the old folks happy. <laughs> hey, maybe we should give more than one toy away. Maybe we should... Hold give... it! Let's not go overboard, Myrtle. <laughs> We're making enough of a sacrifice just giving this gift away. Yeah, it breaks my little heart to part with this porcelain umbrella stand. <laughs> Where does Uncle Willie dig up these corny presents? <laughs> the package looks nice with this blue ribbon on it. I'll just stand on this chair and put it up in Mommy's closet. <laughs> yeah, now come on. Let's go outside and play with our toys before Daddy breaks them up. Well, we gotta keep looking, that's all. I didn't find no package in the hall closet. Did you find anything in the guest room, Remley? No, there's nothing in there except an old couple. <laughs> A couple? Mm. Oh, 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 that. That's just two dummies. We put them in the bed to discourage mooching relatives. Yeah, they scared her for a minute, old couple. Scared me so Sure. Well, we looked all over the house and no package from Rexall. Yes, they just didn't send you anything. Frankie, how can you be so petty and apprehensible? Hey, wait a minute. I haven't looked in Alice's closet yet. Come on. Huh? Well, look, if Alice put it away, that'd be the most likely place. Oh, man, I hope it's in here. Hey, there it is. There it is. I knew they wouldn't forget me. <laughs> look up there, Remy. Look at it. And all tied up in a pretty blue ribbon. Mm. My present came in a much bigger box. Come on. <laughs> now, come on, help me. I'll hand it down to you. Okay. 
this present costs more than mine, I'll kill myself. Here you are, Frankie. Come on, come on. Now, handle it carefully. It might be breakable. Please, Curly, I know how to handle a package. Just give it to me. All right, I got it. Let go. I... Whoop! Oh, Remley, you dropped it. Well, butterfingered old me. <laughs> Listen to me, Frankie. You did that on purpose. Curly, your unwarranted accusation cuts me to the quick. Yeah. Oh, Remley. Now I'll have to go through life with a cut quick. <laughs> in here. Well, whatever it is, you smashed it to pieces. When Alice finds out about this, you're going to be in trouble. Phyllis, Phyllis, what happened? I heard a... Oh, Phil, you found the present. Oh, well, uh... Oh, I'm so anxious to see what it is. Don't stand there, Phil. Open it. Oh, no, we can't do that, honey. Well, why not? Well, it says don't open until Christmas. We have 364 days to wait. (laughs) Give me that box. I'll open it. But, honey... I can't wait to see what's in it. Oh, I... Oh, just what we need, a tissue paper. <laughs> oh, what a lovely gift. You go down and write him a thank you letter, honey, and I'll... Oh, stop it. I haven't gotten to the present yet. I'll just reach in and get... Ouch! Ooh, there's something sharp in there. Oh, you better let me take it out for you. I just turn the box over and dump... <laughs> There's your present from Rexall, Alice. <laughs> what is it? Well, honey, it's what we've always wanted, a genuine Dresden jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> a jigsaw puzzle? That's what it is now. I wonder what it was before you dropped it, Curly. I didn't drop it. You did. Oh, so that's what the crash was. Oh, Frankie, how can you be so stupid? Hereditary. <laughs> Born that way. I was not. Took years of study and self denial. Oh, you two dead end kids cause more trouble. Mr. Scott sends us a present, and you two go and break it before we even know what it is. What are you getting excited about? It's probably something very cheap. No, no. Mr. Scott wouldn't send us anything cheap. Must have been an expensive vase or figurine or maybe even a Chinese urn. Hey, Curly, what's a Chinese urn? Beg pardon? I said, what's a Chinese urn? Well, uh, that depends on how long he works. Hey, wait till I tell that one to Jackson. He'll move back to NBC. Yeah. How'd you like it, Alice? Thank you, pick and pat. (laughs) Stop trying to get out of this, Phil. We're in trouble. I invited the Scots to dinner Wednesday night. They'll expect to see their gifts. Now, be calm, Alice. It's a very simple solution. All you got to do is replace it. Just go out and buy another one. Another what? We don't even know what it is. Tell them you want something that when you break it, it looks like a Dresden jigsaw puzzle. Hey, Curly, what would you do without my brain? The same thing you're doing without it. Act like a moron. (laughs) Always get me into trouble. Always have to listen to you. Always in trouble. A few weeks ago, I had a steer cut up, and you hooked me $120 for a frozen food locker when I could go anywhere in America and rent one for $20 a year or less. 
In fact, I could have that steer killed, processed, and stored in most locker plants for less than eight cents per pound. What brought that on? What made you say that? <laughs> what? What made you say that? The National Frozen Food Locker Association. <laughs> Never mind that. We have to find out what Mr. Scott sent us so we can replace it. Yeah, but how are we going to find out? Clyde Scott's the only one who knows what he sent. Hey. Huh? I know. What? I'll call him and, and, and thank him for his gift, and then I'll keep fishing around until I found out what he sent us. All right, Bill, but be subtle. Don't let him know that we don't know what he sent us. Now leave it on me. Lawrence, are you sure Phil Harris didn't call? I'm positive, Clyde. That ingrate. I sent him an expensive Christmas present, and he doesn't have the decency to call and thank me. I knew we should have hired Ozzie and Harriet for our program. <laughs> well, he probably just didn't get around to calling yet. Besides, dear, you didn't call to thank him for the present he sent you. I should thank him for that? Fine present. A picture of himself. Of all the egotistical, conceited, self-centered... Now, 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 control yourself, Clyde. <laughs> I think his picture's rather cute. He's very attractive with his broad smile and gleaming white teeth. Attractive. It looks like sunrise over a picket fence. <laughs> if you like his picture so much, why did you take it off the piano? I had to. The waves in his hair were making me seasick. Well, his face wasn't doing me any good, either. Maybe they didn't like the gifts you sent them. Well, how could they help liking them? I sent Mrs. Harris a dozen pairs of the sheerest nylons, and I bought him an expensive shaving kit in a pigskin case. It's the most beautiful shaving kit I ever saw. And you think, I'll get it. Hello? Good health to all from a Rexall. <laughs> You'll never guess who this is, Mr. Scott. Go on, go on, go on, go on. See if you can guess. Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> who is it, dear? Old Corn Pone. <laughs> he wants me to play guessing games with him. Come yet. on, come on. Come on, what's the matter, Mr. Scott? Can't you guess? Come on, try. Who am I? Hildegard? <laughs> oh, Scotty, you're a clip. It's not Hildegard. No, it's not Hildegard, but you're close. This is the incomparable Phil Harris. My, my, what a surprise. <laughs> Say, uh, how'd you like the present I sent you, Mr. Scott? I think it... <laughs> no, they'd take my phone out if I told him. <laughs> it's, um, it's a very unusual gift. Yeah, ain't it, Scotty? But it's nowhere near as unusual as the gift you sent me. That's such a beautiful, gorgeous, uh, um, uh, what do you call it again? Christmas present. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, where'd you get it, Mr. Scott? I want to buy another one, just like it. What do you want two of them for? Oh, well, you see, it's not for me. I want one for Alice. It's something she can really use. <laughs> Excuse me a minute, Harris. What's wrong, dear? 
Harris wants a shaving kit for his wife. <laughs> you mean? I guess so. You never know. Makeup covers a lot of things. <laughs> Mr. Harris, if your wife really needs one, you can buy it at any Rexall store. Goodbye. So, Mr. Scott, Mr. Scott, look, Mr. Scott, I... oh, nuts, he hung up. How am I going to find out what it is? Well, didn't he give you any kind of a hint? No, all I know is you can buy it in any Rexall drugstore. Look, fellas, the only way we can find out what this is is to glue the pieces together. And as soon as we know, we can get a duplicate. Glue all these tiny pieces together? Mm-hmm. Well, it'll take a long time. Well, I don't care how long it takes. You fellas broke it, and you'll have to glue it together. You'll find the glue in the kitchen, so get started. Go on, go on. All get. right, all right. Hey, Frankie. Hmm? You think it'll take all night to glue this thing together? I don't know. Call me in the morning. Let me know how long. Wait a minute. <laughs> Just stay right here. You're going to help me now. Come on, let's get going. Let's get that glue pot. <laughs> hey, Curly, it's almost midnight. We've been at this thing for four hours. What a messy job! Glue all over everything. Yeah, but we're doing all right, Franklin. Hey, we got this thing almost finished. Yeah? You know, it's starting to look like it might be a vase or something. Well, how much longer do we have to hold this thing together? My arms are getting tired. Well, look at the glue. Hmm? It looks hard now. Go ahead, you can let go of your side. Oh, thank goodness. I'm... Girl, you can't get my hands loose. I'm stuck to it. <laughs> The guy gets himself stuck to a vase. Oh, Revely, when it comes to being a jerk, you're the champ. <laughs> All right, stop laughing. Let go of your side and help me. Okay, I... <laughs> Would the new champ like to say something into the microphone? <laughs> Frankie, I can't budge my hands. And hey, look. Hmm? The vase is glued to the table, too. I heard of people being stuck on their Christmas presents, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> Come on, let's pull hard. Maybe we can get loose. No, 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 Frankie. You might break the vase. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. Uh, what do you want me to do? Go through life sitting at a table with a vase in my hand? <laughs> Would you just be calm now, Remley? I'll think of some way of getting our hands loose. Just sit quietly oh, and let me think. Bill, I was just upstairs to see if the children were covered, and look what I found under their bed. It's our present from Rexall. Honey, please don't bother me now. I... You found our present from Rexall? Well, if that's the present from Rexall, what's this thing Frankie and me have been working on half of the night? Let me see. I... Oh, Phil. Phil, don't you recognize that? That's the porcelain umbrella stand that William gave the children. <laughs> porcelain umbrella stand? Oh, no. Well, boys, oh. now that you know what it is, you can stop working on it. I'm going to sleep, Phil. You'd better go to bed, too. Good night, Frankie. Good night. Well, porcelain umbrella stand. <laughs> well, Remley, you better go home. I'm going to bed. Not without me, you aren't. How <laughs> with you? You've forgotten we're both glued to this thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll just have to sleep five in a bed. Five? Yeah, you, me, the umbrella stand, and that old couple.
are listening to a golden age of radio holiday tribute on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Please visit our website, RileyandKimmy.com. Merry Christmas to all from Rexall. Your Rexall Family Druggist brings you the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Anne Whitfield, Walter Scharf and his music, our special guests Jack Benny, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. For weeks now, the Harris children, like children all over the world, have been thinking of nothing but Christmas and Santa Claus. They've been on their best behavior, and as we look in, we find Alice complimenting the children on their good deportment. Now, you've been particularly good, Alice, and I'm sure that Santa Claus will bring you lots of presents. I hope so, Mommy. And as for you, honey, you've been just as good as Alice. You've been going to bed early, putting your toys away, and eating all your food. The only thing is, you haven't been drinking all your milk. Well, I try, but you know how that stuff gags me. <laughs> Phil, I'm talking to little Phyllis. Oh, where is she? She was here a minute ago. She went in the den, Mommy. I'll go get her. Phyllis! Phyllis, Mommy wants you to... Phyllis, what are you doing with those crayons? I'm going to draw a picture on the wall. Don't do that. You know we got to be good till Christmas. But I've been good for three weeks now. Alice, it's an awful strain. I know. But it's only five more days. Don't crack up now. You've been so good for so long I know But as Daddy always says It ain't been easy, Clyde (laughs) Alice, have you asked Mommy and Daddy About Santa Claus yet? No, but I will Children, children, what's going on in here? Yeah, what have you two been doing? Mommy, Daddy, we want to ask a favor We'd like to stay up and see Santa Claus when he brings the presents on Christmas Eve. Well, honey, Santa Claus has a lot of other stops to make, and he might get here very late, oh, and he can't... Oh, can't we, Daddy, please? Well, uh, well, well, okay. Now, you kids continue to behave yourselves, and I promise that you'll see Santa on Christmas Eve. Now, run along and play. Go oh, ahead. thanks, Daddy. Gee, I can hardly wait for Christmas Eve. Now, Phil, why did you promise the children that? Now, if they don't see Santa, they'll be very disappointed. They'll see him. And just to make sure, I'll dress up like Santa and come down the chimney. (laughs) They won't be able to tell me from the real one. Daddy? Yes, dear? Don't you dress up and make believe you're Santa like last year. Boy, was that corny. You know something, Alice? I still can't figure out how they knew that it was me last year. What did I do that was wrong? Well, for one thing, you were supposed to come in singing Jingle Bells. I did. Oh, I know, but those lyrics, I can still hear them. Ham, hops, and turnip greens, they melt right in your mouth. And candy gems and a harmony grits, and that's what I like about the sound. Yeah. Oh. And what's wrong with those lyrics? 
that isn't the way we sing it up north. Well, can I help it if you Yankees don't know the right words? Miss Vanilla, give it a Yeah. Never did it that way in my life. You don't think I can play St. Nick? We'll have to get somebody else to do it. Yes, but who? Well, I'll think of somebody if you'll just let me concentrate. Now, if I think hard enough, something will come out. Good morning, Philip. <laughs> For this, I had to concentrate yet? Hello, Alice. I just dropped... Hey, Willie, in. wait a minute. Hmm? Willie, maybe you can help us. Look. We're trying to think of who we can get to play Santa Claus for the kids on Christmas Eve. Now, we want to get someone who looks and sounds like the real thing. I know just the man. Who? Me. <laughs> I shall be glad to portray Christopher Kringle. <laughs> Christopher. Well, Donner, my Blitzen. <laughs> Fine Santa Claus you'd make. I'd make an excellent one. I'm quite an actor, you know. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can see myself popping out of the chimney, bounding into the living room and saying, Ho, 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 and a Merry Christmas to you little kiddies. And what do you, we darlings, desire as a Yuletide memento? Thank you, Tallulah Bankhead. <laughs> Now, you'll do me a favor. Will you get lost, Index? Go someplace and make a double entry. Check some books. Make some mistakes. Find some. Well, you don't want me to help you. I won't. No. I have to run along anyway. I have to meet my girlfriend at the taxidermist. I hope they did a good job on her. Imagine that little squirt playing Santa Claus. He couldn't impress me if he came in with a bag full of sponsors. Now, look, Phil, he may be small, but he might be all right. I wonder how he'd look in a fluffy white wig and beard. Like a short beard. <laughs> look, Alice, we got to get somebody who's big and fat and who can come... Hey, wait a minute. I got just the guy, Don Wilson. Oh, Don would be perfect. Sure. I'll call him right now and see if he can come over for Christmas. Oh, swell, honey. Oh, now the kids won't be disappointed. Santa will show up. You know, there's something wonderful about watching a kid on Christmas, waiting for Santa and listening to those jingle bells. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Passing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, they're making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleigh song tonight. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way, hey. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh, hey. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. A day or two ago, I thought I'd take a ride. And soon Miss Alice Faye was seated by my side. The horse was lean and lank. Misfortune seemed his lot. He got into a drifted bank and we, we got a sock. Playing by bells over the head. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, we'll sing a little bell. Singing merrily we go. Oh, 
Gee whiz, I hope Don can make it. He's going to be terrific as the Santa. Uh-oh, that must be Frankie. Hiya, Curly. Hiya, Frankie. Come on in. Yeah. Hey, look pretty good, Waldo. <laughs> what do you got in all them packages? Christmas presents. Got some things for the kids and Alice. And here's something for you, Curly. For me? Oh. <laughs> you got a present for a little old curly-headed me? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Oh, Frankie. That's sweet of you. Oh, I, I, I don't know what to say. Well, that's all right, Curly. But the thought. <laughs> oh, Frankie, you know how I appreciate it. It touches me deeply. But and you're I... going to get sloppy about it. I'll take it. <laughs> Where's Alice? Oh, I meant to tell you. She's inside calling Don Wilson. See, the kids want to see Santa Claus on Christmas Eve, so we're asking Don to play it. Why are you getting Don Wilson to play Santa? Well, what else am I going to do? Well, let him stay up and see the real Santa Claus. Yeah, but I don't know what time he's coming. <laughs> Can I have that again, Herman? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you let the kids see the real Santa Claus? You know, you better get some sleep, kid. <laughs> so you're another one of those cynics, huh? Wise guy who don't believe. You do? Of course. Just because you've never seen him don't mean he's not there. You must realize, Curly, there are some things in life that are inexplicable. <laughs> there exist certain psychic phenomena that are ethereal and beyond the comprehension of we mere mortals. Don't you agree? Oh, and... Indominably. <laughs> You can take my word for it. The real guy will show up. Look, will you stop already, Remley? I'm in enough trouble. I'm trying to get a guy in your... All I got to say is it's a good thing kids have more common sense and faith than some grown-ups or Christmas wouldn't be much fun. I know that on Christmas Eve, old St. Nick and his reindeer will come flying through the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you mind if we have somebody stand in in case he's grounded by a low fog over Burbank? <laughs> Scoff if you will. I'll drop over Christmas Eve. Maybe then you'll sing a different tune. Goodbye, infidel. <laughs> Poor Remley. He ain't been the same since he switched to buttermilk. Bill, Bill, I called Don, but he can't make it. However, he said he has a lot of active friends, and he'll send one of them over. He said we'd have to pay the active $10. So what? It'll be worth $10 to make the kids happy. Hey, honey, did Don say he could get someone positively? You know, this is very important. Now, Phil, Phil, Don promised, so stop worrying. It's still five days till Christmas Eve, and if you keep this up, you'll drive yourself batty. And for five days, Phil worried. Now as we look in on the Harris home, it's Christmas Eve. Phil is downstairs trimming the tree and impatiently awaiting the arrival of Santa. Alice is upstairs reassuring the children that he'll be there. But, Mommy, it's 10 o'clock already and Santa isn't here yet. Gee, Mommy, do you think maybe he isn't coming? Now, now, don't fret, girls. Of course he's coming. You better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Making a list and checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. 
Good, too. Now, if Santa only shows oh, up. Bill, with... I was just upstairs with the children. That... Oh, honey, the tree looks beautiful. Yeah, ain't it? <laughs> hey, Alice, how are the kids? Are they, are they impatient? Oh, they'll be all right. Hello. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, Merry Christmas, Frankie. Oh, Merry Christmas. Hey, Frankie. Hmm? What do you got there? Milk and cookies for Santa Claus. <laughs> I put them on the mantle for him every year. Milk and cookies? Yeah. I'll just put them here over the fireplace. Hey, where are the kids? Oh, they're upstairs waiting for Santa. Yeah, and I'm waiting for him, too. When's the guy going to show up? It's after ten already. I'll be patient, Curly. He's got a long trip from the North Pole. <laughs> Besides, his reindeer ain't as young as they used to be. Oh, keep place. quiet, will you? <laughs> well, paying the guy ten bucks, you'd think he'd get here on time. <laughs> the subterfuge is also unnecessary. Uh-oh, there it is. I bet that's Santa Claus now. I'll let him in. I'll go with you, honey. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas, Santa Claus. <laughs> Hello, oh. Santa Claus. Oh, oh, oh. Merry Christmas, and where's my $10? <laughs> Hey, Jackson, what are you doing here? Well, Don Wilson happened to mention that you were in the market for Santa Claus and you were paying $10. So I thought that I... Jackson, since when do you have to go around playing Santa Claus for money? Uh, Phil, please, I'm not doing it just for the money. There are other reasons. I mean, I'm doing it because, uh... Well, there's, uh... Not to mention... Oh, I could go on naming reasons like that all... <laughs> Frankie, Merry Christmas. Don't Merry Christmas me, you imposter, you. A fine-looking Santa Claus. I think I look charming. Charming, he said. Where'd you get that messy red suit? It's got spots all over it. I rented it. The Santa Claus had it last year was a sloppy eater. (laughs) Phil, how do you think I look? Like a bloodshot leopard. I think you look ridiculous. Get a load of that white beard. Where'd you rent that moth-eaten thing? Oh, oh, that I didn't rent. I was playing gin rummy with Monty Woolley, and I won it. Of <laughs> course. 
course, if you people don't like me as Santa Claus... Oh, pay no attention to these two, Jack. I think you make a wonderful Santa Claus. And you're worth what we're paying you. Phil, give Jack the $10. Okay, okay. Here you are, Jackson. Thanks. <laughs> little Phyllis will get a kick out of it. I'll go call little Phyllis and Jack... Uh, Jack, try to convince her you're really Santa Claus, huh? Little Phyllis? Phil, I thought I was doing this for your benefit. <laughs> I mean, if it's for little Phyllis, I, I wouldn't think of taking money. No, no, no. It's okay, Jackson. A deal's a deal. Phil, please don't embarrass but me. But Jackson... But it's for the kid. I wouldn't think of taking the $10. Well, if you insist... $7.50 is plenty. <laughs> kind of a heel do you think I am? <laughs> now, Phil... It's mighty sweet of you, Jackson, to play Santa Claus for my two kids. Two kids? Yeah. Uh, see, seven fifty each. Uh, nah, nah, I can't take... I can't take any money at all for this. Tell you what, Phil, if you want to, you can buy me a little something for Christmas. Like what? Anything that Alice can afford. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, but now look, Jackson, it's up to you to make the kids think that you're Santa. This impersonation is preposterous. Santa Claus won't like this. Besides, you'll never be able to fool the kids. Oh, I don't know. Well, wait a minute now, Jackson. It'd be awful if you don't. If there was only some kid we could try it out on just to see if Miss we can't... Miss where are you? I brought something for you. Uh-oh, that's Julius. <laughs> Hey, everybody. That's Julius. That's just the kid we need. Come on in here, Julius. Right in here. We're in here. Now, look, if you can fool him, Jackson, you can fool any kid. Don't worry, Phil. I'll just sit in this chair and you watch his reaction when he sees me. Okay, Dad. I certainly hey, hope... Hey, Mr. Harris, I can all... Hey, Mr. Harris, don't you feel a little chilly? No, why? You left your red flannels lying on a chair. <laughs> I'm not red flannel. Don't you recognize me, Sonny? You look familiar. Well, I'll give you a hint. I'm that jolly old man with the white beard. Well, if it ain't Gabby Hayes. <laughs> Julius, he ain't Gabby Hayes. What's the matter with you? Don't you recognize Santa Claus when you see him? This is Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> All right, son. I'm old St. Nick. Gabby hey, Nick. Kids. In the name of juvenile humanity, I protest this favorite district. Oh, shut up! <laughs> now sit in my lap and tell me what you want for Christmas, or I'll break every bone in your precious little body. <laughs> Gabby Hayes, Gabby Hayes. Get away from me, you imposter, you! You're nothing but a fake. I am not. A brown one. I thought so. Wait till I see the real Santa tonight. He ain't gonna like it when I tell him he's being impersonated by some bald-headed schnook. There goes a cute little child. He has all the charm of live bait. 
<laughs> I told you you can't fool kids. Oh, kids, kids, kids. You can't class him as a kid. He's a wise guy. Besides, he's older than my kids, and when the girls come down, they won't know the difference. Jackson looks old enough oh, to be... Oh, come on, come on, children. He's right in here. Well, there he is. Gee, Santa Claus. Hello, Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas and hello again. This is Santa Claus talking. Come here, children, and tell me how you like old Santa. We like you fine, Santa. You're just like we pictured you. Yes, but, uh, Santa... What is it, my child? You look awfully old. Ho, ho, ho. I am, little girl. After all, I'm Santa Claus, and I live for hundreds and hundreds of years. How old are you? Thirty-nine. <laughs> Oh, Santa has to be going now. Here are your toys, girls. Thank you, Santa. Yeah, thanks. Well, I'll be seeing you next year. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Up, Dancer, up, Prancer, up, Donner and Blitzen. Ho, ho, ho! And away! A big ham. Well, children, what did you think of Santa Claus? I liked him, but I was a little disappointed. Why? I expected him to take out his violin and play Love and Blue. You mean you kids knew it was Mr. Benny? Sure. But we didn't want to say anything and hurt his feelings. Daddy, when is the real Santa coming? Well, uh... Well, you see, honey, he's... Well, he'll be here soon, kid. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Look, kids, he may get here too late. So I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a Christmas story, and then, and then you run off to bed, huh? Well, all right, Daddy. But we wanted so much to see him. I know you did, and maybe you'll see him next year. Now, look, sit on my lap, and I'll tell you a beautiful Christmas story. You ready? It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would... The... I thought I heard sleigh bells. No. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced through their heads. Alice. Alice, what are those bells? What's that? Be quiet, Shirley. Christmas, Santa. Frankie, who are you talking to? I don't see anybody. The kids do. Look at them. Gee, Santa, we knew you'd come. They couldn't fool us with any make-believe Santa Claus. We were waiting just for you. Oh, sure, we've been very good girls. Oh, what a lovely dollhouse. Thank you. And all these things are for me? Can I open them now? 
right, Santa. We'll wait till morning. Thank you very much. And a Merry Christmas to you too, Santa. Of course, we'll tell them. Merry Christmas and goodbye, Santa Claus. I told you would show up, Curly. But Frankie, I don't get it. I heard it, but... But... But I didn't see him. Of course you did. He sure is a nice-looking old gent. Alice, did... Did you see him? I'm not sure, Phil. I... I almost thought I saw him standing by the fireplace. But Alice... How could it be? If he was standing there, but... Phil, what are you staring at? The mantle. Alice. The milk. And cookies. They're gone. No. Listening to a holiday golden age of radio tribute on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Please help our show grow and follow us on Facebook. Links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Merry Christmas to all from Rexall. Your Rexall family druggist brings you the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Ruth, and Whitfield, Walter Sharp and his music, yours truly, Bill Foreman, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. With Christmas just a week off, the Harris family is busily engaged putting a few Yuletide decorations around the house. Alice is hanging a holly wreath in the window. And Phil has just finished hanging some mistletoe over the door. There. Mistletoe. Ah, Philip, the many girls whose toes you've curled under this little sprig of greenery. <laughs> Daddy, what do you call that green stuff you just hung over the door? Oh, mistletoe, honey better known as smooching spinach. Why do you hang it over the door? Well, it's like a game, baby Alice. The idea is for a fella to get a girl under the mistletoe and then kiss her. Did you ever play the game, Daddy? Did I ever play? I was All-American 12 years in a row. You mean if a fella gets a girl under the mistletoe, 
mistletoe, he kisses her? That sounds like a silly game to me. Don't knock it till you've tried it, Jack. <laughs> and don't try it till you get my permission. Daddy, before you married Mommy, did you have any girlfriends? Oh, I had a few. I'd say a few. <laughs> Well, I don't remember. When I got married, I fired my scorekeeper. <laughs> you know something? I probably had more girlfriends than Bill. you could have... Bill, what are you doing? Daddy's telling us about all the girls he knew before he met you. Oh, them. <laughs> that could make for nice, dull conversation. Mommy, did you know that Daddy used to go out with other girls? Oh, of course I knew we went out with other girls. <laughs> I say girls. I even knew what a girl was supposed to look like until he met me. Now, look, Father, stop bragging about your former... Hello there. Where is everybody? Oh, hello there. Good morning, children. Howdy doody, Philip. Howdy doody. Oh, you dimple darling, you... <laughs> You know, sometimes, Willie, you're so cute, I can just... stop chucking me under the chin. <laughs> I ain't chucking you under the chin. I'm groping for your windpipe. <laughs> I see you have your decorations up, Alice, and they look wonderful. The holly and the berries. And the... Uh, what, what's that green stuff hanging in the doorway there? That's mistletoe. What do you hang that up for? What do you... <laughs> oh, this kid really lives. <laughs> Why, I don't know, but he's not. <laughs> Look, Willie, you're supposed to get a girl under... Look, didn't your father ever tell you about the birds and the bees? Naturally. Birds. A bird is a warm-blooded, feathered, egg-laying vertebrate commonly known as the avian seropsidus. <laughs> huh? Bees. A bee is a honey-gathering hymenopterous insect of the genus Apis. All right, but... Willie, all right, all right. So that's the scientific definition of the birds and the bees. Well. <laughs> I must have a talk with my father. <laughs> Papa is away off the bean. <laughs> your brother always I also has... know about fish. That's shut up. <laughs> like our decorations? Oh, well, it's so beautiful. And I'm glad to see that you people are imbued with the Christmas spirit. <laughs> That's more than I can say for our city fathers. Where's the big community tree they always have in front of the city hall? I ask you, where is it? Well, don't look at me. I ain't got it. <laughs> no, you're right, Willie. I wonder why they don't have the tree up this year. That's what I'm going to find out. I'm on my way down to the city hall right now to get to the bottom of this. I'll go in and I won't come out till I know the whys and the wherefores. What did he say? He said he's going in on his why and coming out on his where. <laughs> you know, Willie, you're right. We should have a community tree and I'm going to the city hall with you. You're coming too, Phil. If enough people protest, we'll get results. But, Alice, I can't go. I've got a date with Frankie. Well, we'll pick him up and take him too. Oh, all right. But I don't know if I'm in favor of this. Gee whiz, in order to put a tree up, you got to chop one down. What's wrong with that? I don't believe in it. You see, I've an affinity for our little green brothers. And if you'll lend me your big flapping ears, I'll proceed to tell you why. (laughs) 
There is a tree grows near our house. It's been there quite some time. Now the tree is a slippery elm tree and awful hard to climb. But when my wife gets after me, in that tree I always root. Why, I can go right up it just like a healthy squirrel. I don't never need no boost. But the other day, a woodman came round to uh, chop my refuse down. Kept mumbling something about breaking it up into kindling wood and then spreading it around the town. I said to him, I said, uh, look here, my friend, hold on, wait, this, this, whoa, stop. Put down that forest razor. Chop not a single chop. Woodman, woodman, bear that tree. Touch not a single bough. Three years it has protected me, and I'll protect it now. Now go chop an oak. Get a birch or pine. Save old Slippery there. That's mine. That's the only tree my wife can't climb, Mr. Woodman. Bad for me. I went further than that. I said, Woody, can you see that hole way up near that old treetop? That's the one. I got $5 in soft money hid up there, and it's yours if you refuse to chop. Now, you see, no one can climb that tree but me. Because really, friend, it's too uh, slippery. Fact is, I can't get up there very well myself unless my wife is after me. <laughs> so you go home and get my little woman and bring her here, and I'm gonna proceed to call her a very naughty word. Then all you have to do, Mr. Woodman, is stand by incognito while I do that perfect imitation of a bird. <laughs> now you ain't gonna know just where I go. That is while my wife's around. But the only thing I ask you, Mr. Woodman, the only thing I ask you. If you don't see me here on the ground, Woody, you're going to spare that tree. Touch not a single bough, because I'm going to be up there and I'll drop old five down to thee, the one I promised thou. <laughs> you just make that act behave, because old Slippery there just must be saved. Man, that's a borderline twixt me and the grave. Mr. Woodman, Woody, spare. Please, bad for me. Frankie, you've been beefing all the way down to the city hall. What's the matter? I got a right to beef. You're all very inconsiderate. Dragging me out of a warm, homey pool room. <laughs> But if you want a tree, I'll talk to the mayor. He don't make a move without me. I'm here to see him every day. Hey, you know Mayor Baldwin? Intimately. <laughs> We're old friends. I call him Baldy, and he calls me... You wouldn't think a man in his position would use that kind of language. <laughs> I see he knows you well. Yeah. Look, Remley, I tell you, on uh, thinking it over, you'd better wait here. And we'll go in and see him without you, huh? We'll be back. Well, here's the mayor's office. Now then, let's all go in together and assert ourselves. Pardon me, are you the mayor? Yes, yes, come right in. Always glad to see the public. Make yourselves at home. Sit down, take your coats off, have a cigar. I suppose you're here to see me about the coming election. Coming elections? 
Mr. Mayor, you've just been elected. You're all set for the next two years. I am. All right, stand up. Put your coats on and give me back those two cigars. <laughs> What's the idea of barging into my office like this? Mr. Mayor, we came in to see you about a Christmas tree. Why didn't you say so? I have some very nice trees. What size do you want? I sell them by the foot. <laughs> Always like to make a side buck or two. I'm an expert. I know all about trees. Well, that's a coincidence. Uh, we have a boy here who knows all about birds, bees, and fish. Go ahead, Willie. Tell him about the birds. Bird. A bird is a warm-blooded, feathered, feathered... Okay, well, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Don't tell him all you know. Let him ask his own father. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, we want to know why the community Christmas tree isn't up this year Yes, you're a disgrace to your office Your incompetence is something... Now, just a moment, how dare you talk like that to a man in my esteemed position Why, I'm a man of integrity and you two are nothing but riffraff Now, just a minute, bud Quiet, riff, I'm talking to Raff <laughs> have a tree this year. Well, I'm sorry, madam, but it slipped our minds, and I'm afraid it's too late to put through an appropriation. Well, well, isn't there something you can do about it? Please? No, Alice, don't ask him. Demand it. Mr. Mayor, we are the taxpayers who put you in office. We pay your salary, and you're working for us. Oh, nuts. They always get me with that corny line. <laughs> What did I ever do to deserve a job like this? Now, now, Mr. Mayor, we're sorry. Most we didn't people want to... work for one boss and only take orders from him, but not me. I work for every crumb bum that comes into this office with a beat. Just because I'm the only Republican in the country in office, everybody picks on me. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, control yourself. Will you control you? And stop crying your wet and your dewy button. Well, it's enough to drive a man crazy. Everybody's always coming in here asking for favors, favors, favors. What's taking you people so long? Oh, hiya, Baldy. No, Remley, not you again. How many times do I have to tell you we can't keep the saloons open all night? here for that. Oh, you must be lobbying for your uncle again. Now look, Remley, I've told you and I've told your uncle, I cannot give him a license to steal. <laughs> Frankie, hmm? your uncle wants a license to steal? Yeah. The only way he can be law-abiding and still make a living. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, if we buy a tree, will you allow us to put it up? Certainly. If you can find a 30-foot tree, it's okay with me. But I don't know where you're going to buy one that size at this late date. Oh, we don't have to buy one. I know exactly where to get one. I saw a lot of them up in the San Bernardino Mountains last week when I was there sheing. <laughs> Leave it to him to pronounce it that way. <laughs> Honey, let's go up there and get a tree. Might be fun to spend a day in the snow, huh? Okay, okay. 
While Willie is skiing in the snow, you and I can go ice shading on the lake. <laughs> I love to ice shade. <laughs> Let's do it. We can get Julius's delivery truck to bring the tree back. Hey, Rem, come on up with us, will you? No, thanks. I'm not a cold weather man. Now, wait a minute. I hear the lake's frozen over and we can do a little ice skating. Sorry, Curly. Once you take ice away from ginger ale, it loses all its sex appeal. <laughs> True. Besides, I don't like cold weather. Now, wait a minute. You won't mind it if you dress warm. Look, you go home and get all the heavy clothes that you can find, and then meet me at Julius's. And Alice, you better dress warm, too, because I hear they're having some storms up there. Oh, as long as you're with me, Phil, I won't have to dress warm. <laughs> What do you mean, and why are the musicians picking up their instruments? The snow is snowing, the wind is blowing, but I will weather the storm. What do I care how much it may storm? Watch those icicles fall. What do I care if icicles fall? I've got my love to keep me warm. Off with my overcoat, off with my glove. I need no overcoat. I'm burning with love. My heart's on the flame grows higher, so I will weather the storm. What do I care how much it may storm? I've got my love to keep me warm. Off with my overcoat. Supposed to meet me here at the market, and the guy is always... Hi, Curly. Oh, hello, Remley. Mm -hmm. About time you showed up. We got to get stuck. What do you got on? A few warm clothes for the snow country. <laughs> Two suits of long underwear, four sweaters, a lumber jacket, a mackinaw, a parka, a coonskin cap, and a raccoon coat over the whole thing. <laughs> How do I look? Like a blob of hairy blubber. <laughs> What have you got in that case strapped around your waist? Batteries. <laughs> My red flannels are electrically heated. <laughs> All that stuff in electric underwear? Aren't you a little overheated? No. 
I ain't plugged in. <laughs> and another thing, Remley, you got that coonskin cap on wrong. The tail's supposed to be in the back. Oh, Remley, you didn't have to put all that stuff on until we got... Oh, never mind. There's Julius. Hey, I've got to ask you if you'll loan us this truck. Hey, Julius! Hi, Mr. Harris. Hi, Jim. Well, if it ain't in a nook of the north. <laughs> hey, Mr. Harris, what's Klondike Clyde dressed up for? <laughs> well, we're going up to the snow country, and he's prepared for it. That's his nose. <laughs> I mean, that other ridiculous looking thing. That's a tail. Oh. And his face is very becoming. <laughs> yeah, from the front, he looks like a sheepdog from the back. <laughs> I am just convulsed by this hilarious routine, huh? <laughs> What's the matter with you guys? You think you never saw somebody wearing a nose muff before? What are you going up to the snow country for? Well, we're going up to get a community tree for the town, and, well, we want to borrow your delivery truck to bring it back, Julius. Can we have it? What kind of a question is that? For such a noble cause to help humanity, to bring you tight here to my fellow townsmen, I'd have to be the lowest kind of heel to refuse permission for you gentlemen. All right, never mind the speech, never mind. Where are the keys to the truck? In my pocket, but you might have a little trouble getting up to the mountains. Why? I ain't going to lend you the truck. <laughs> but you just made a big speech about noble causes. What was that for? I like to hear myself talk. <laughs> Okay, okay, you can do the drive. And now, come on, will you? we got to pick up Mrs. Harris and Willie. And then, fellas, we're off to the mountain. Bill. Bill, can't we stop down one of these small trees? No, no, we're not oh. going to give up. Now, we came up here to get a great big tree, and that's what we're going to get. No, some is getting worse. Let's get back to the truck. I'm freezing. That's the trouble with you women. You can't take it. I'd like to keep you warm, but I don't know how. Well, it might help if you gave me back my fur coat. Oh. Well, if you want to be selfish, take it. Here. Ooh. Hey, you're right. Freezing without that coat. How do you feel, Frankie? Very comfy. <laughs> I just plugged myself in. <laughs> My thermostat says I'm 78. <laughs> I think I'll turn it up to 85. So, please, let's get back to the truck. I... Oh, I... Phil... Bill, huh? do you smell smoke? Yeah, I do. I, Frankie, it's coming from you. <laughs> from me? Yeah. How do you like that? I got a short circuit in my red flannel. <laughs> so we've got to get out of here. I'm freezing. 
I'm freezing, too. I'm sweating. <laughs> Maybe I better turn down the damper on my underwear. <laughs> Will you be quiet a minute? I'm freezing to death. Oh, Alice, I might as well confess. I hate to tell you this, but, honey, we're lost. I don't know where we are. Well, what are you worrying about? If we're not back at the truck soon, Willie and Julius will come looking for us. Yeah, but suppose they get here late. It's getting colder every minute. We're lost in this bleak, desolate wilderness, and I'm freezing. Freezing. Do you hear me? Freezing. <laughs> About. Take it easy. How can I? I'm starting to get numb and my feet are frozen. Look at my little ankles. They're blue. My ankles are blue. Those are your socks. <laughs> nothing wrong with your feet. I say there is something wrong. My leg is frozen stiff. Look, Frankie, I'm pinching it and there's no feeling in it. Why is there no feeling in my leg? Maybe it's because it's my leg you're pinching. <laughs> Find time for that. <laughs> He's right, honey. Drag it out of the way. <laughs> now, look, kids, don't worry because I'm going to get you out of this. And Alice, honey, control yourself. Don't get hysterical. Please don't get hysterical. I'm not hysterical. Don't argue with me. <laughs> And if you, Remley, will you keep calm and stop blubbering like a baby? Who's blubbering? I'm happy as a bird dog. Don't change the subject. Now, wait a minute, Frankie. Get a grip on yourself because we're a couple of big, strong men and it's up to us to rescue this frail woman. You're right. Let's get this frail out of here. <laughs> Frankie passed out, and I had to drag him for a half a mile. How's Philip? Is he all right? Lift him off my back and see. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Julius, give me a hand. All that trouble, and we didn't even get a tree. Oh, well, we got one. Julius and I found a big one right near where we parked the truck. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh where are we? What happened? You're all right, Philip, and don't worry, I'm here. You I don't need. Where's the dog with the brandy? Hey, I need a drink, too. Pass the St. Bernard around. I got something to warm you up. Here, Mr. Emily, take a short swig of this. Yeah. Because I'm a judge of good liquor. What's the name
If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, We will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.